is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Why would God give this woman the desire of her heart, build up her hopes, and then allow it to be taken away? Why would a loving God do such a thing? Some of you listening to me by radio, you're running from God right now because of that very thing. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, move down if you will to verse 18. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 18. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up. And laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him, and went out. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Taking back what the devil has stole. The Bible tells the story of a great woman in the city of Shunem. Her greatness was measured by her wealth. However, when we read this story, we find that this woman was a woman of great faith. She spoke to her husband about adding a room onto the house, which they did, and furnished it with some of the finest furniture that money could buy. They did it. Because the man of God passed by that way quite often. You see, in those days, Elisha did a lot of traveling among the schools of the prophets. They didn't have hotels, motels. They didn't have McDonald's and Bojangles and Chick-fil-A and Arby's. They didn't have those types of places back then. And Elisha really needed a place to stay. And this lady of faith, her and her husband, went to all that trouble, built this room onto the house and furnished it for the man of God and Elisha and his servant had a place to stay and eat while on his journeys. 
And let me just stop right here and say this again this week. I know we touched on it a little bit last week. Whatever you do for the Lord does not go unnoticed. Did you hear me? When you support the work of God and you do what God wants you to do and your motive is right, God will bless your efforts. He will reward you. And Elisha called this dear lady and she stood there in the doorway of the room that she had built for him. And he told her, he said, about this season, according to the time of life, you're going to embrace a son. Those words were so magnificent. Those words were so wonderful. She found it hard to believe. But the Bible says that in due time, according to the time of life, she conceived and she brought forth a son. Glory to God. Here this woman had more money than she knew what to do with. She had access to the captain of the host. But the captain of the host could not command a child to be born. She had access to the king, but the king could not decree a child be born. She had something that was more valuable than money. That was her family. She said, I dwell in the presence of my own people. She had her family. And friend, let me tell you this. There's nothing more valuable than being among your own family and knowing that they are saved. But the Bible says her husband was not able to give her the one thing that she desired more than anything else. And that was a son. You see, without children, we die. Now I want you to hear that. This woman and her husband, they had no children. And without children, the family name died. It stopped right there. And God knew the desire of her heart. And because she had made more room for God, he that has an ear, let him hear. Because she made more room for God, he blessed her with the one thing that only God could give, and that was a son. Praise God. Friendship, let me tell you, a son is coming. Children of God are coming. But wait a minute. Let me tell you this. Satan does not want us to receive anything from God. Satan will do all that he can to keep us from getting saved because salvation is what ushers us into the family of God. Actually, God becomes our heavenly Father. Romans chapter 5 and verse 2. 
The Bible says that it's by our Lord Jesus Christ that we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Faith in what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary gives us access to whatever it is that we need from God. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 19, that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And let me tell you something today. My God is not on Medicare. He's not on Medicaid. He's not on food stamps. Uh, He's not going down to the store and trying to get a, a lottery ticket, trying to win something so that he can pay the light bill on the sun. But my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the hills and the oil under the hills. He owns it all. He has unlimited resources. And he is your heavenly father. And if he ain't got it, he can speak it into existence for you. And he loves you today. He's got good things for you. If God could catch some of you, he'd bless you. He'd bless you. But you see, the devil doesn't want us to receive anything from God. And the first thing he's going to try to stop, the first thing he's going to hinder is you getting saved. That's why he fights this radio program like he does. That's why he fights this church like he does. That's why he fights this nation the way that he does. Because despite the internet, despite all of the exports of this country, the gospel of Jesus Christ is still the greatest export in our nation today. And as long as the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ goes forth from this country... Our nation will still stand. But I'm mighty afraid today things are waning a little bit. We need to pray for our churches. We need to pray for our country. That the gospel will still have free course. Something else I want to share with you today is this. Whatever God gives you. Satan's going to try to take it. Jesus said, John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, He said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. If we allow Satan to take what God has given us, it's not as at all simple or easy to get back, as in the case of this great woman of Shunem. The Bible says in 2 Kings 4, verse 18, It fell on a day when the child was grown. He was probably around four or five years of age. He went out to his father, the reapers, 
And he said unto his father, My head, my head. Some believed that the little fellow suffered from a sunstroke. They carried him to his mother. And he sat on her knees until noon. And then he died. Words can't even begin to describe what you feel down on the inside when you lose a loved one. It's a bittersweet moment, especially when you know they're saved because they've gone on to be with the Lord. I've had to stand in front of a many a casket and I've stood here and looked out across the sad, ashen faces of the loved ones that sit there. And like I said, it is a, a bittersweet moment. Because they knew their loved one was saved and they've gone on to be with glory. But, but that void, that emptiness, that loved one is gone. But I've never had to stand in front of a little casket. I pray, God, I never do. I pray to God that you never do. But there's some of you in this place. There are many of you listening by radio. You've had to stand in front of a little casket. You've had to look down in the face of that little one. That meant more to you than anything else in this world. And now they are gone. Having to deal with that. The questions that fill your mind. Why? Why would God allow such a thing? Why would God give this woman the desire of her heart, build up her hopes, and then allow it to be taken away? Why would a loving God do such a thing? Some of you listening to me by radio, you're running from God right now because of that very thing. You hate God because that little one died, and you blame God. If that is a God of love, then preacher, I don't want anything to do with a God that will take my baby away from me. And you hate God. Let me tell you this. At first glance, it would seem as though Satan was after this child. But you see, the death of this child is not Satan's end game. He's after your faith. Are you hearing me? Satan is after your faith. And if he can get your faith, then he's got you. And that's what he's after, friend. You see, we're not playing tiddlywinks. Satan means business. You need to be aware of your adversary. 
But again, why does God allow these things? I don't have all the answers, ladies and gentlemen. I know that comes as a shock to some of you. Each situation is different. People are different. But I can point out two things today. First of all, faith has to be tested. And great faith has to be tested greatly. And did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. Faith has to be tested. And great faith has to be tested greatly. Secondly, sometimes it's not all about us. Did you hear what I said? Let me preach out here in the parking lot. Sometimes it's not all about you. Those of you listening by radio, it's not all about you. God allows you to go through tough times at times because he can trust you to go through it, come out on the other side, and be a witness for somebody in the middle that you had no idea. Are you hearing me? You can go through something and God can trust you to go through it and it blesses somebody else over here. Like I said, sometimes God allows us to go through things and it ain't all about us. It's about somebody else. See, this woman went through a tough time. We're reading the testimony about it today. And what a blessing it's going to be when I get to it next week. Ain't quite run out of time yet. I got a few more minutes. All right. See, the devil is after your faith. That is the most valuable thing that you have, is your faith. When you stand before God one day, it won't be because of your works. It won't be because you put $10,000 in the offering plate, although that's great. That's P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. Make out the check to Friendship Church. We're going to use it to pay for radio airtime. But when you stand before God one day, And he says, enter into the joy of the Lord. Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. It won't be because of that $10,000 check. It won't be because you went to church 52 days out of the year. Or 104 days out of the year, if you count Wednesday nights. Or any other time the church door is open. When you stand before him one day and he says, Welcome, servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. It won't be because you helped a little old lady cross the street. Or because you cut their grass. 
Or you washed cars and witnessed the people, although these were good things. But when you stand before him one day and he says, enter into the joy of the Lord, it'll be because your faith was firmly planted in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he did at Calvary. Faith in his finished work is the only thing that's going to get you there. And Satan is going to hit you with all that hell has. He'll wreck your car. He'll burn your house. He'll hit you with obscene taxes to have to pay. He'll hit you with everything that hell has. He'll mess with your children. As in this case right here, he messed with her child, her only child. You got to understand what it is the devil's after. You see, he's not after your car. He's not after your house. He's not after your money. The devil can't spend money. He don't need a car to drive, and he don't need a house to stay in. He's after your faith. You need to settle that in your mind. What is the devil after? He's after my faith. All of this other is just ways of getting through to you to try to get you to give up your faith. Salvation is the greatest gift that you'll ever receive from God. And whatever it is we receive from God, we've got to diligently guard what God has given us. Now, Brother James, how do we do that? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Move down to verse 10. Paul said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Outside of Jesus Christ, we are no match for the powers of darkness. Only by faith in the finished work of Christ can the power of the Holy Spirit work within our lives. We've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The cross was the greatest demonstration of power the world has ever known. Because in what Jesus did at Calvary, if you'll look at Colossians 2, verse 15, the Bible tells us that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And then in Ephesians 6, verse 11, the Apostle Paul said, Put on the armor of God. By faith, we're to put on that which God has provided, the armor of Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ is our armor. And if we'll put it on, the Bible says that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, 
rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. This verse right here tells us what we're up against. And if you'll read Revelation chapter 9, Revelation chapter 9 shows us what we're up against. These demon spirits of darkness. That's what we're up against. And by ourselves, we're no match against these things. Only as we place our faith in Christ and we come into union with Him, only then can we stand. Let me tell you, Satan, fallen angels, and demon spirits, and devils, and hell, they want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. They got enough of him when he come up out of that grave 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Glory to God. They don't want anything. They don't, they don't want to mess with him. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 6 verse 13, Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. But wait a minute. This woman lived under the Old Testament. She did not have this promise for which I've just read to you today. So what was she to do? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.